excuse me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, Coach Yema. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. For all my returning viewers, thank you so much for watching. All the replay people, hello. Um, if you're new here, my name is Coach Yema. I help LGBT people who identify as Christian make peace with their faith and their sexuality. I want them to know, I help people understand that you can celebrate your sexuality, whether you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, um, asexual, whatever it is. Mainly I focus on um, with LGB, specifically people who identify as Christians, that you can celebrate your sexuality, that it does not preclude you or exclude you from being a Christian or having a powerful, beautiful relationship with God, okay? So that is what I do. But today we're not talking about sex education. Today we are having, I can't pretend um, like what's happening in the world isn't happening right now, right? So um, I'm very much deeply affected by what's happening and um, that's what we're going to talk about and what the process that God took me through this morning um, for me to get my head settled in the right place to really fully understand from his perspective and give me like this deep, give me a deep understanding so that I could see clearly because as you're listening to the media, as you're on the shade room, watching Sean King, Hollywood Unlocked, TMZ, um, all of the, the different, the different aspects of where everything is, right? Hey, Jeanette, um, as you're seeing all of these things, it starts to color uh, the way that you see the world and it can become um, very divisive and the weight of it is just too much. And so I'll start from the beginning. This morning I woke up and automatically for the past week, and I try to teach myself not to do this, but for the past week when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I'm checking social media. I'm checking to see the updates on the case. I'm checking to see the updates on the riots. And this morning when I woke up, I don't know why I even woke up so early because I never wake up around like seven, which is really strange. So I woke up around seven this morning. Immediately I go and I can hear Holy Spirit talking to me like, don't do this right now. Like, don't put this in your head in the beginning of the day, right? Usually my morning routine is get up, visualize my day, visualize my future, uh, visualize my clients, visualize my business doing extremely well, go through all that process and then start my day because I want to have joy and excitement as I'm going through my day with my business, right? So I woke up this morning with all of that in my mind. I put on this Christian CD by William Matthews and I sat outside on my porch and I don't like just listening to the song. I began to weep. I'm like sitting outside my hands over my face like this. And I can just feel it bubbling up on the inside of me. And it was just like, I, I felt like I was in front of God crying out to him and just saying, why? Why is my skin such a problem for people? Why is my skin such a source of hate for people? Why are we as a society fighting this, you know, and just the pain of thinking about, I'm not going to cry again, but thinking about George Floyd's family and seeing his daughter and Loshi saying, yeah, my daddy changed the world, but her daddy isn't here. Um, thinking about the fact that George Zimmerman is still running around, the fact that Philandra Castile, the cop that killed him is running free right now like thinking about all of those injustices 
and the pain that is just present. And all of a sudden the world just begins to feel very small for me um, because whether it's between black and white people, um, whether it's between um, black and black people, it felt like it started to feel like there's nowhere I can go in this world where I can just be me and be free. And it was just, it was totally the devil. And I just felt so closed in. I just started to like cry and weep sitting in my chair on my back porch this morning. And the only thing that got me out of it, my cute, beautiful, beautiful puppy comes up to me. She never does this because she knows like she doesn't climb up on my lap until she's given the signal to. I'm sitting in my chair, weeping, hand over my face, and she must have heard me in the yard. And she runs over and she like jumps all over me. She's licking all my hand and it distracts me from the moment. And so I get up. I'm like, let's go take a walk. So I get up and take her because she didn't need the walk. I needed the walk, right? It was beautiful outside. It was too much. And this is the second time in these past two weeks I have cried under the weight of what we're experiencing right now. Um, what white America may be experiencing for the first time and realizing for the first time, but something that we as black people, people of uh, African descent, Nubian people, carry all of the time living in this society. And we can say, and I've, I've been working on saying, I'm living my life without the white gaze. I'm living my life without um, the constant awareness of racism, but it's it's not something that we get to choose whether we're going to be a part of or not, right? It's it's in the society. But I do get to choose what my language is. I do get to choose whether I agree with you victimizing me, right? I could be a victim. I'm not doing that, right? But it's the water that we all swim in as black people and we just can't unfortunately get rid of it or get away from it. The change isn't going to happen in the minds of the white people to set us free. It's going to happen in our mind and how we see ourselves to set us free, right? It's going to happen with me realizing that my history did not begin at slavery. My ancestors were not slave. Part of my ancestors were slave. I'm from Liberia. And so that's the country in West Africa that was created from the freed slaves when there were, you know, people like, you want to go back to Africa? Some people were like, yeah, <laughs> I want to go back. So those people that went back, right, there's um, my direct lineage comes from those people. And obviously there were already people there. So it wasn't like a discovering of America type thing, right? There were already indigenous Africans there. And then the free slaves came and they made the country Liberia. So that's my, that's my history. But I know that my history doesn't start in 18 whatever it was from Liberia. I know my history doesn't start back from slavery. My history is way before then, right? I was a nation before colonizers came in. I was a I was a people before slavery began. I had I had history way before that. And so like me re-educating myself and relearning who I am as a Nubian person in the earth and understanding the language that was used and like we're in it now and so people say white which normally when we think about white we think pure and holy and then you think little you know the black area like darkness and and, and evil and so the language is very intentional when we say white people and black people right i've been working on not calling myself a black person i will do it 
um, because I know that's the understanding until people get to know me and they realize that in my languaging, my messaging, it's I start to change over to being a Nubian person, okay? I'm Nubian, I am of African descent, okay? Um, I am not black, this is black, I am not black, okay? I'm a beautiful brown, whatever color this is, beautiful brown woman, all right? So even with all of that, okay? So that's just like earthly understanding. Um, going back to the story, I take my dog on the walk and... Oh, my palms are itching. I must be getting my Yes. Who knows about that uh, superstition? Um, doesn't matter which palm it is. Is it the right palm or left palm? Because this palm is really itching. Thank you, Jesus. I re are you supposed to kiss and put it on your head? <laughs> I receive it, Lord. Um, so I am on the walk, talking to the Lord, about to start crying again thinking about everything that's going on and just asking the Lord because I cannot carry the weight of hate uh, because that's a very real temptation to hate people who look like the people who target people who look like me, right? Let me say that again. It's a heavy weight to try to hate people who look like the people who target people that... I don't know why that just paused, my connection. I could feel that weight and I didn't want to carry it. I don't want to hate people. I mean, every Nubian person can remember being in high school or middle school and having to watch those civil rights movies and you were just looking at your white friends like, mm -mm, don't talk to me for like a week. I can't, right? Don't, don't say nothing to me for like a whole week after watching those civil rights movies. After a while, I just could not watch it i didn't know why now i understand why because there was a lie being perpetuated to make me think that my beginnings were at slavery which if i think that my beginnings were at slavery i'm constantly going to be in the understanding of i'm in a land that i was brought here as a slave and have no ownership in this land i'm going to constantly believe that right if that is what um, if you're telling me I started a slavery, I automatically am going to be thinking that I don't belong here, right? So I don't, I stopped watching those movies. I stopped watching slave movies a long time ago. I love the stories. Thank you for the stories. But whoever's funding that, when they're really big and hugely funded and you check behind it, it's not people who are wanting for your liberation, right? There is a, there is an agenda in continuing um, to make you see those images. Like I'm even tired now of seeing black and brown bodies on the ground. I'm tired. I don't want to see George Floyd's neck underneath that man's knee anymore. I don't want to see the violence because we become desensitized to it. Um, to the point where when that, uh, white lady was choking her dog in the, in the park in New York, it was heartbreaking for me because I have a dog, but I don't see tons of dogs right being harmed online right and so for me it was like a greater um negative response because i'm so used to seeing black and brown bodies being shot down and killed and just before george floyd died ahmad was gunned down by these racist neighbors you know like i don't want to see that anymore and the plan of you continuing to show those images to me is so that i can 
uh, disembody myself and dehumanize myself to make myself feel like at any moment I could become like it's easy for me to see myself dead on the street because you constantly keep playing those images for me. I don't want to see that anymore. Okay, I don't want to see it anymore. I know that could be controversial for some people, but I don't want to see it. So when I see it now, I scroll as fast as I can. I don't want to keep putting that image in my mind. And like I was talking about on the walk, the weight of the hate, I can't, I can't hate any, I just can't. I can't hate people. Um, I'm angry. I'm very angry at the system, but I can't hate people. And then again, as a believer, I can't get stuck down here in this 3D physical world, right? Because I can't, the Bible says our weapons uh, are not flesh and blood. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. There is a spirit of hate that is in this world. And for whatever reason, okay, majority of the people, for whatever reason, cannot stand darker skinned people in every society, even among black, so-called black people. There is colorism there as well. So what is the problem? I can't get stuck down here in this world trying to figure it out, trying to like trying to fix it. Yes, let's go vote. Yes, let's change the laws. Yes, let's do all of those things. But if I get caught up in that, I'm only going to see white and black. I'm only going to see racist and victims. I'm I don't I cannot live there, okay? So as I'm having this conversation with God, he takes me back to the garden and he says to me, this is the fruit of people eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hate is that fruit from that tree. People think, oh, we, they ate the tree because they wanted wisdom. No. The knowledge of good and evil gave me the ability to judge between people. It's not about things. Okay, this thing is good. Hey, adventures. This thing is great. This thing is awesome. No, it's not, a, it's not about the things. That knowledge of good and evil is not, is not about the things, it's about between us, right? That was the knowledge of good and evil that made Cain look at his brother and say, you're doing, you're doing evil against me, now I'm going to kill you. That's what that is, right? That's where that's coming from. So if there were two choices and they ate of the knowledge of the tree, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden they were naked and now they could see the differences between each other, right? And if I can see the difference between you, right? Because that tree is also the tree of judgment. Now I can judge and say, you're good, I'm bad. You're a, barbari a, a barbarian, I'm not, right? Even when you come talk to about sexuality with the colonizers, right? You're naked in Africa, you're exposing your breast and all of these different things, your bum is so big and all of that, and so you must be lewd, you must be overly sexual, you must be a prostitute, you must be sex crazed. That's like that's a part of you dehumanizing someone because now I can judge because the women back in Europe got their uh <laughs> their dresses up to here, okay? Can't oh it's so risque to show your ankle and your wrist. And you go to Africa and you see people who are free and loving themselves and that beautiful heat and their beautiful melanin bodies. And because you don't have an understanding because you're not from there, you judge because there's a difference now. And so I'm going to judge you as not human anymore. And that is why we're in the place that we're in right now. Because we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, produced judgment, produced now hate, right? I'm going to hate you. 
Like I can't even, my, it has to be, it's the psychosis, right? I cannot imagine, I cannot make myself believe how someone who has two eyes, a nose, a, nose, a mouth and ears, got a penis and a vagina, breasts just like me, is somehow less human. Like I, I can't, I was trying to think about it today. I can't even comprehend that. Okay, but that's what the scientists, the doctors, the movie um, directors, all those people back in the day, right? All the cartoonists, all the artists, right? Back in the day when they did those drawings, that's what they believed, right? And so it, it goes back all to that, but that's the fruit spiritually of eating of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there was another option though, right? The option was to eat of the tree of life. What does that produce? Life, the tree of life is Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. God is love. Okay? The fruit, right, of the tree of life produces love in you, which Galatians 3.28 talks about in the spirit, there is not a male, nor female, nor barbarian, nor scavian, nor black, nor white, nor gay, nor straight, okay, asexual, bisexual, who whatever. Okay, in the spirit, there's none of those things. That is the fruit of the tree of life. That is love. I'm not the when they didn't eat of the fruit, right? They were clothed in their spirit. They were seeing each other with spiritual eyes. When the Bible says, and then their eyes were opened, their eyes were opened to this 3D realm where they could only see the things that their five senses could interact with. So now their eyes are open. Now I can judge you. Now I can hate you. Now I can have a problem with you, right? So if we as the body of Christ are continuing to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, is it any wonder that we are in this situation right now? Society has not failed. The church has failed. Our leaders, we as the body itself, the, the members in the body, we as the church who's supposed to be the light and the salt in the world have failed. It's our fault. Yes, me and you. It's our fault because we're too busy sitting in churches eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil from the pulpit. Because you're too busy telling me how being a homosexual is wrong, how abortion is wrong, how sin is wrong, sin, 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 sin. When the Bible says Jesus took care of that, he destroyed, like he didn't fail, okay? He destroyed all the works of the devil, but I'm constantly eating from there because I'm constantly judging people. I'm going to support a president, okay, who is constantly judging people. I'm going to eat of that fruit. And so when division comes, when an uprising comes, is the birthing pains, right? The Bible says the earth is groaning for the revelation of the sons of God. Where are we at, church? Why is Sean King loud in the earth right now? Where is Joel Osteen? Where is T.D. Jakes? Okay. I will say another name, but I know he not was. I know he ain't showing up. He showed up everything else. Okay. Where's this Paula? Well, I know where's this Paula White at. I don't know why she put that. I'm gonna leave that alone. 
Um, okay. Where are we at? Where is the body? Why are we not producing? Why are we not shining in the earth? We're supposed to be shining at the darkest times. The earth is groaning. It just wasn't even supposed to go here, but I'm happy it did. The Lord told me, said, just tell the story. I'll take it from there. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Take over. Okay? Where are the sons of God, the daughters of God, the non-binary people of God? Because the earth is groaning for the revelation of people who look like, sound like, walk like Jesus. And he was nothing but love. So where are we at? We're MIA because we were groaning and crying because I couldn't go to church. I couldn't go to a building. And so, oh my gosh, my rights have been taken away. But you should be, your first ministry should be at your house. Even if you're living alone like I do, okay? Even single people should be at your house. So now the world is at its darkest and you crying to go congregate back together so you can do the amen to each other? No. Get back out there like you're supposed to. You're whining about your rights to, to gather in a church when the church is not a building? Like get your life together. We have royally failed America from the jump as a body, as the body of Christ. And it is just where it is because again, we are eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, full of judgment and full of hate, okay? Because it was the very same Bible that was used to tell you not to integrate with white people and black people. No mixed marriages. Don't bring them in our schools. Don't drink at that word fountain. Child, please, okay? And it's the same Bible being used now against gay people, trans people. You can go ahead and shut all that down. Sit down somewhere. Okay, and listen to what the Lord told you to do, right? Where is the poor? Where is the needy? Where are the people who can't speak for themselves? Where is your, your love for justice in the earth? That has nothing to do with what you look like or what your sexuality is simply because it's another human being that bleeds red like you do. Not even bleed red. How about somebody who was just made in the image of God just like you are? How about that, right? We messed up. I was going to use another word. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're messed up. Okay. It's our problem. The government ain't going to fix this. Okay. The church were the original people who were educating society. And because we were so hyped up on and strung out on um, punishing people because we're full of judgment. Here come the prison system. Right. That's where that came from. Okay. Like, get it together. Like, we are, we, if people don't know history, if we're not teaching, I didn't learn that in school. I had to come and self-educate after I left school. I have a bachelor's degree, master's in biblical studies, okay? I had to go and re-educate myself because in none of those instances, except for one class in college taught by a white woman, my African-American history class, taught by a white woman, I was not taught Nubian History. I was not taught history of people of African descent. It is through me and many black people, Nubian people, are having to educate themselves now because we didn't have it. And so we can't get mad at our white brothers and sisters who are looking and scratching their head like, really? That's really happening? Yeah. They don't know. I dated a, 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 
Latino, she, whatever she called herself, Latino Italian chick, okay? And the level of ignorance about black lives in this country and the history of it, mind-blowing, upsetting in my immature state, in my mature state understanding, you are not educated the way I was educated. I had to re-educate myself when I got older, but society educated me, <coughs> excuse me, when I was 13, going to a all-white uh, boarding school in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, at, a, at the grocery store, when the white lady stepped off the, the curb, off the sidewalk, because I was a black young girl, 13, walking down the side. Society taught me, was teaching me at that time. They didn't have that kind of education. Same way. So if you're a heterosexual, right, let's not make it seem like um, we all don't have privileges in different areas. If you're a heterosexual person, you didn't have to worry about if like you're a feminine man, you didn't have to worry about um, making sure your voice wasn't too high or making sure you didn't say the wrong thing about a certain action figure. <laughs> or you wasn't crushing on Ken, right? But you're straight people growing up next to you didn't have to worry about any of that, right? They weren't educated on how not to be gay in society or how to protect yourself as a gay person in society. We have privileges, okay, in all different areas. As a feminine presenting queer woman, I pass for straight all the time. So I don't, I don't get the hate that someone who may be more masculine presenting would get or the stairs and all of that now that i'm on the public platform i mean people not walking on the street looking like oh that's coach Emma. oh she oh oh she nobody's doing that okay but right this is we have several different areas of privilege that we grow up in and i'm saying that to say that as much miseducation as we have about maybe queer people of your street, okay? As much miseducation that white people have about what it means to be black in America, we all have those blind spots. And I'm saying that to say, have some grace in this season. We have white brothers and sisters reaching out to us. I understand, set a boundary. If you don't feel like you need to be the one teaching them, send them a link to a video, let them watch it, right? Let's have the grace because even in this season, um, I forget the, the young, I think it's Alyssa Dior, a young trans woman is being beat up by a gang of young black men. So even in like in every like hate, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that produces hate in society doesn't just work against you and me because of our color. It works against you and me because of our um, sexual uh, orientation, of our gender expression, all of those different things, just because we continue to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> and that's just that, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. I think that's all I have to say for today. I'm glad I was able to share that. With you all, we'll be back talking about queer Christian conversations, maybe tomorrow, okay? My mental health is extremely important this season. 
I am an extreme activist and always carry, also as somebody who is um, very empathetic, I carry the the weight of mourning that the world is going through and the pain and the anger and the frustration. I carry it physically and I have to be intentional of how to release that, whether through writing or through prayer or through worship. Um, Self-care for black people right now is extremely, extremely important. Uh, I know there are white brothers and sisters who are saying, we're just tired. It's been a week and a half. Um, but we, this has been our life. So welcome to the party. <laughs> welcome to the party. You go ahead, take it from here and let me rest for a little bit. You go up, you be in the front line and go, fr go fight, okay? And for my white brothers and sisters watching this saying, well, what can I do? Um, talk to your family members because I know you got them who don't care about Black Lives Matter, don't understand why, you don't have to have the answers for them, but begin the conversation. Begin, ask the question, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And don't get defensive and they be like, it don't matter. What are you talking about? All lives matter, right? Well, why do you think that? That's a coaching tip for you in, in conversations. If you want to hear what people are saying, don't have an answer for every, everything they say back to you. Ask a question. Why do you think that? Well, how does that work if this is true, right? How is that valid in this situation? If you were in that situation, how would you want to be treated? If somebody in your family had, their, had a cop put, whether, whatever your race is, had a cop put his, neck, his knee on his neck for almost nine minutes, and kill him how would you want people to respond in this situation how would you how would you respond personally ask questions because we want the conversation to happen we don't want to jump down people's throats right i'm jumping down the church throat for sure jumping all all i'm all in it let's get it together sons of god daughters of god non-binary people of god let's get it together okay i love y'all Thank you so much for joining me, all the beautiful people that join me. Make sure you share this live. If it helped you, screen record a certain part of it, post it if it blessed you. Um, if you want to get me when I was ranting, <clears throat> go ahead and rewind back because I'm going to do it. Um, and just share that and let people know that we're having this conversation in every sector of society right now, including Christian sexuality, okay? I love y'all. Bye. Hello, hello. This is Coach Yama interrupting your podcast listening to let you know how you can work with me. I offer a one-on-one coaching program called The Path to Acceptance. And this program might be right for you if you want to no longer feel like a mistake, a sinner, or an abomination because of your sexual orientation. If you want to be confident that you are loved and accepted as someone made in the image of God, and be 100% certain you're living in obedience with scripture, this might be right for you. And I'm offering right now a free 50-minute session that you can book with me right now if you go to my website, www.yama.com, and book a free call with me right now. And on that call, we are going to decide what the plan is for you, the right plan is for you to move powerfully forward into your full acceptance from God and in God. I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.